0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys, and today we have a very special episode for you, because the news just broke about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, and Steven basically, I'm giving him a platform to express his happiness. Go for it.
1: Alright, so I did not know we were starting right away with this, but... We are. Perfect. So, I guess this happened uh, last night, I texted you last night, I came back from fishing and saw that there was quite some buzz on YouTube and noticed that there was a brand new, two brand new trailers that Nintendo and the Pokemon Company put up. One was for Pokemon Quest and the other one was for Pokemon Let's Go. Pikachu and let's go Eevee. So I'm quickly gonna talk about Pokemon Quest. It's uh, a game that came out last night on the Switch. It's a free to download game. A uh, free to start, uh, rather as they call it. And it has the option for microtransactions. It's one of those mobile games that will come to mobiles eventually. I, I think they said by the end of June. And it's one of those games that you can play as much as you want, but uh, f- to do certain tasks, you have to wait uh, 20 hours sometimes or 10 hours, stuff like that. Or you could pay for tickets with real-world money and accelerate stuff and be able to play more. So I downloaded it. I played it for about 15-20 minutes just to check it out. And it seems uh, okay. It's kind of like Pokemon Rumble if you've ever played it. It's uh, basically... Mm-hmm. The Pokémon themselves, they control uh, themselves and they go and automatically they go attack other wall Pokémon and what you can do is you can you can choose what attack they do or you can just let them attack themselves and when you choose an attack then these attacks have to recharge before you use another one and you basically have to explore these islands and go on these quests and basically it's a loot game you go there you try to get some good loot you equip your pokemon with better abilities and then you move along and you recruit more pokemon and you complete your pokedex it seems like a a, a, a nice time waster, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna go back and play more uh, more of this game. It, it's not really something that I'd see myself playing on the Switch, but maybe for uh, those who have who have mobile phones and who play a lot of mobile games on the go, might this might be a good option for you if you're a Pokemon fan. Okay, the big big news was the unveiling of Pokémon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokémon Let's Go Eevee which are due out November 16 for the Nintendo Switch and the rumors were basically spot on for uh, for these games these are not necessarily Pokémon Yellow remakes but they do take place in Kanto and they did say they were influenced by Pokémon Yellow Special Pikachu Edition and you will have your choice between Pikachu or Eevee. And I've read more and it's been confirmed that neither of those can evolve. And it's not clear whether they'll actually battle or if they're mostly pet Pokemon that will follow follow you around. Because you can have them follow around and you can also have another Pokemon uh, follow you around. So there's two Pokemon that will follow you around. And not much else is known besides the fact that when you encounter wild Pokemon, there will be no fight or no battle. Rather, all you will have to do is, like in Pokemon Go, you can throw a Pokeball at it and try to capture them. And that will be done via motion controls with your jerk on, your Jorkon. And if you're using uh, portable mode, you will use the... Gyroscope to aim, and then you press a button to throw the Pokeball. Uh, Besides that, there will also be co-op, local co-op. You'll be able to join in and play uh, co-op, basically. That's self-explanatory or tonary. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? Uh, I should have written notes here. But it's basically... A simple version of uh, Pokemon. It's still an RPG, but it's a simple version of Pokemon, which is arguably, uh, Pokemon is arguably a simple version of a role-playing game. So, not super thrilled about this game, although the saving grace for me is that they did also announce that this is not the game they announced last year at E3. They are working on a core Pokemon game, basically they said in the style of Pokemon X and Y and Sun and Moon. So basically the eighth generation, and it will be. They are aiming for it to be released in the second half of 2019, and so probably November 15, 14, 16 in the, that range because uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon was released on November 18, Ultra Sun and Moon was released on the 17. And let's go Pikachu. And let's go Eevee will be routine on this released on the sixteenth. So am I missing anything? I feel like I, I probably went over a few things about Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and let's go Pikachu.
0: Did you mention the um I I I I just had like a brain fart. Did you mention the Pokemon Go interactions?
1: Oh no, yeah, that's right, I forgot that. Yeah, you'll be basically you'll be able to transfer Pokemon from both versions to the Other versions, I believe that's what you're going to be able to do. And there's this new accessory called Pokeball Plus or Pokeball Go Plus. Something like that. Which has a joystick on it and you'll be able to play the game completely with that controller. And you'll also be able to carry Pokemon with you and it will also act as a Pokemon Go Plus. So you'll be able to use it for Pokemon Go as well. Also, the confusion was that... They said, uh, journalists mis, uh, interpreted one of the comments and said that there was no online, but now it's been confirmed that there will be online trading and online battles, just there won't be any ranked battles. And it seems like, uh, this game will be very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, stripped down. Basically. Yeah, basic compared to the other Pokemon. Like, I I don't think there will be IVs or EVs. I'm not even sure if there will be Natures. Not even sure if there will be Physical and Special Splits. Uh, not sure how they will level up and stuff like that. Because I did see that there's a Wild Golduck or Psyduck in the video. And you can see that he's level 11, I believe. But you also see that he has a CP number attached to it in the bottom. And those numbers were in Pokemon Go. So, like, I did not like that very much because I prefer my Pokemon games to be meaty and to have, like, a lot of strategy behind it. Doesn't seem like this will satisfy that crave. But at least we are getting a new Pokemon game in 2019. So, there's that. Uh, What did you think of this game?
0: Well, the the thing that I was happy was that, like, ever since these rumors started coming out, I've been one of the guys being like, it it, it can't be Generation 8. Even if in our last podcast that we did, I was like, there's no way that I can see them releasing this as the new generation. I just can't see that. So I'm happy. I'm happy about that. And I'm also, um, I'm on Forbes website, okay? And just to give everyone an idea of this, I think, I think journalists, mainstream journalists, because Forbes is a mainstream, it's like a CNN type of thing, right? It's not, uh, you don't go there for gaming news. And on their front page, they have this news, and what's, I just want to read the very first paragraph here. It's by Dave uh, Trier. And he writes, here's the most, this is, I'm starting from the very first sentence, okay? Here's the, uh, here's the most important piece of information, particularly for longtime fans. Neither Pokemon Let's Go nor the just-released Pokemon Quest are the fully-featured Pokemon RPG on Switch that Nintendo teased last year at E3. That game is coming, and when it does, it will likely look more like Pokemon X and Y than either of these games. So with that out of the way, we can relax and think about the new games on their own merit. And let's be real. They're going to be big, and they're going to sell a lot of Switches. And he goes on and on and on. But I think that's the thats the thing that you, in particular, have been the most concerned about. It has been that. That last sentence. That they're basically going to sell a bajillion copies. I personally this like when I when I looked at like the the gameplay the first thing I was like ah, oh, cool you know like this looks good it gives me an idea of where they're going to take the Pokemon series now, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about integration with Pokemon Go or the gameplay or any of that I'm just saying like just based on an audio visual standpoint I was like okay this is interesting um, now that said it it's, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go from here. Because I'm not one of these that are like, oh, this is going to be like the worst game ever. I think it's going to be fine. I just think it's going to be an, a Pokemon light type of game. I think it's going to be like a super, super basic game. Like, you don't even battle. Like, uh, when you want to catch wild Pokemon. I was like, that's interesting. And it sort of. <laughs>
1: yeah, interesting wasn't the word I was thinking when I saw
0: that. <laughs> So like the yeah, thing that did it's... you watch the forty-five
1: minutes? No, uh, no, no, no. I, I so the thing that bothered me was that remember when Nintendo praised, uh introduced a revolution, which was the Wii, and they said that these new controls were innovative, uh, not uh, intuitive, and whatnot. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the guy said that he wanted to the Game Freak guy who's in charge of Let's Go wanted to incorporate the intuitive. Uh, Pokemon Go aspects of it, like catching. And I'm like, how is this more simple than pressing A? <laughs> like, you I don't I look get me. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can say this is more fun. You can have an argument for that. I would listen to that. But don't tell me this is more simple than pressing a button to catch a, a Pokemon. Like, it's not like, uh, everybody has always complained about how Hard Pokemon was to control. There's two buttons in that game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was just go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But it, it, these are valid, uh, valid points. So, just uh, for everybody to know, uh, there, there's a reason I didn't start. We're going to end off with this because I know Stephen was going to want to talk a lot about uh, Bloodstain. Um, but right now, for the last uh, weekend, well, almost two weeks, I've actually been off, and Serena has been off. So we've, uh, we've. This is actually the first time I'm home. In the last like two weeks, um, so that 's why i didn 't get a chance to uh, to watch that uh, that thing as of yet, and she 's actually going to be back any minute now. Uh but it's been nice. It's actually been really nice. We went, I finally saw Avengers, uh saw Deadpool 2. I've uh I'll talk more about that later on, but I just wanted to say like I I'm actually very intrigued to see more information about this game because and this is where this conversation's going to go is what happens if these sell 20 million copies. That's each. So like 40 million combined. What uh like what happens then? And I sent you a, I sent you a link this morning with some of the, some of the, the, the basically revenues and stuff like that, that the Pokemon Company has had over the last like 10 fiscal years and stuff. And it was to show the impact that Pokemon Go had on the Pokemon Company. And it was pretty shocking because we don't even know how, how much money they actually get, like what percentage they actually get off of Pokemon Go. And it was—I I thought that was very telling when I saw that. And thanks—that uh, was uh, Ahmed that sent that to me actually. And it makes sense. Like that game has made a gajillion dollars, and they want on that bandwagon. They want on that bandwagon badly. But I'm—I'm I'm like you where I'm—I'm. I'm i'm very curious about the future here and and granted they're working on another you know on on generation eight which will have i'm sure it's going to be much more in line with with pokemon say uh, sun and moon or x and y or whatever but i'm just wondering what happens if these games sell like crazy then what and and that's where i'm 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 with you because i know that's one of your concerns
1: Yeah, it's my biggest concern, because this for many, the Switch is hot right now, for many gamers, this will be their first Pokemon game, and this will sell, like, I have no doubt this will sell extremely well. Nintendo's stock rose 4% since last night already because of this announcement. Mm -hmm. Like, this has the potential to sell, like, in the tens and tens of millions there. And the problem I see with that is that if if this does happen, and next year when the the, the core Pokemon uh, series arrive, it's very very rare that the first Pokemon game launch on a system is doesn't end up being the best selling Pokemon game on that system. Uh, I believe this is true for Red, Blue, Yellow. I believe this is true for. Uh, Diamond and Pearl in the DS, and I think Sun and Moon just surpassed X and Y uh, recently, but that's mainly because of Pokemon Go. When Pokemon Go arrived, it it really renovated re- re- the series and launched the sales again. So, this does scare me, and like I mentioned in the last podcast, It's true that Pokemon has never made as much money as they have right now. And all of that is because of Pokemon Go. That's true. But I don't think you can replicate that success on a console. Simply because, like they said, 800 million people have downloaded Pokemon Go. Like, If you combine the sales of all the consoles and all the portables, you're not even close to that number. And there's over a billion people in the world who have access to a phone. You're never gonna have that, and I believe that's the main reason for Pokemon Go's success, and it's that simple. So, if this sells very, very well, and it, it is a very like slimmed down version of Pokemon, and then next year's version doesn't sell as well, what do you think they'll do next? They'll concentrate on this one, yeah. And yeah that's for sure. the that's what scares me because, like, I I will play this game, but. I will not put uh, 500 hours into this. I'll play this, probably beat it once, and that will be it. Because I know myself, I'll, I'll get hyped up a few weeks before, and then I'll be disappointed once I play the game because of all the debt that will be missing from it. And really, really hope I—I I, I don't wish them uh, wrong. I, I wish this—I I do wish them well. So I hope this sells. I'm not—don't get me wrong, but man, I do hope they remember that the next game I hope that fans show up for the next game and because the next game will be way better than this Uh, just the catching mechanic and I'm really sure that the difficulty in this game will be next to nothing it will be missing completely because they want this to appeal to kids and grandmothers they want this to appeal to people who don't play games which I never understood why they they did that they do that still to this day with the home console but Whatever, may be. Like, this will sell. Pokemon is aimed at kids. I don't, I, I never, I never forget that. I don't have a problem with that, but man, I'm scared. And you should be. Yeah, this has the potential to, not right now. I'm sure there'll be a generation 8 and a generation 9, but this has the potential to be the first step into the destruction of the main series of Pokemon.
0: So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And uh, there you go. Just remember that. Remember Stephen's wise words so that in 10 years from now or whenever, if everything falls apart, you can come back here and you can say he was the first guy to say this. Uh, Did you see IGN? I just noticed that IGN has an article up. uh, It's a huge article, actually, going into a whole bunch of detail. It's like the third story.
1: i I might have missed that one i I read a few large articles but maybe not that one
0: well it says it was um it was posted 16 minutes ago okay
1: so it's impossible for me to have read it since we've started this 18 minutes ago
0: well there you go but yeah it's a huge article that goes into just give me the oh i haven't read it i I just noticed i like skip quickly see if there's any points in there i don't think so they're talking about the uh, Pokeball Plus price details. It's just oh, like it's is it is it
1: revealed because we didn't have the U.S. and Canadian dollars. We only had it in yen. So. No,
0: it's still in yen. It's going to be about fifty bucks. It's going to be forty nine ninety nine. So that means it's going to be like fifty nine ninety nine Canadian. So you should buy like three of them. Yeah, I should you should. You're going to be, uh, watch, he's going to be like the biggest fan, I know this, yeah, he's going to yeah. be like, this is the best Pokemon <laughs> ever!
1: The thing is, you, you, you've you never played Pokemon Go, right?
0: No, never.
1: That's the problem, because I played Pokemon Go for a week, I believe, and I, I, I don't want to go back, and it, it feels like to get the f- full enjoyment out of this game, you have to play Pokemon Go. I forgot to mention, though, that there the, the will be a brand new Pokemon unveil. Like, oh, that's that's right. how they end, ended the trailer, and it apparently a unique Pokemon. And also, did I mention that it's only the original 151 Pokemon in this game? It's going to be hard, though, to trade, because it's not like the 3DS version where I have like a billion 3DS around. I only have one Switch, so I'm only going to be able to trade with you. Yep. So we're so going to have screwed. to we're going to have to play different versions so we get the exclusive pokemon from each version.
0: Yeah, we can do that. And then <sighs> you can buy another uh, you can buy another switch, you're loaded. Yep, yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm just looking to see what's this. Okay, where to pre-order Pokemon Let's go. Why? What do you mean where to pre-order it? Who cares? Pre-order it anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's just just because it's not on every site yet.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Because I'm looking, I'm like, this is really stupid. Like, you don't get any incentive for pre-ordering it. And besides, just, anyway. I don't know, whatever. Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest with you. I really don't know. I, when you when you were texting me yesterday, I was like, like as soon as you broke the news, I was like, there's no way this is Gen 8. Like, there's just no way. And then when when I started looking, you know, I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, well, it's very cute and it seems to be very simple like when i saw no random encounters and stuff like that i was like ooh steven's going to love this and um but i mean i like to give these things the benefit of doubt so i want to see i want to see what happens here it, it was very clear to me from from the trailer that it's they want to get in on the Pokemon Go bandwagon. Like, it seems like just it's evident that that's... I mean, that's how it starts. The trailer starts with some dude playing like Pokemon Go and then he puts his phone in his pocket and starts riding a bike and and so on, following Pikachu down the the street. So just that, I was like, okay, well, like, it's very, very clear to me what these guys are are going for. But like you, I'm much more... I don't want to say concern. I'm just curious to see what happens if this truly, like what happens if this sells like 40 million units or something insane like that? Like, does that mean when, you know, like when the next Pokemon comes out, the next generation, they're like, you know what, guys, screw it. Let's go to the capture like this. And they could do that. Yeah, they could yeah. switch the, the, you know, because this like... This
1: has the potential to sell extremely well i don't know if you see the potential here but the switch only has one heavy hitter this year and it's smash brothers and so people are hungry for like last year we got zelda and mario in the same year so this will be huge first of all and then there's all those new owners who didn't buy nintendo stuff until the switch who will be curious about this and this like you said is in forbes it's in the mainstream media it's everywhere like mm-hmm. this will be a huge, huge game this holiday season. So yeah, well, I,
0: I personally, I mean, the minute that I read, because I, I didn't know, but the minute I read that the mechanic, the capture mechanic was basically the exact same as Pokemon Go, I was like, "Oh man, is this gonna sell?" Because anyone that is playing Pokemon Go, and I still see tons of people on the bus and stuff like that playing every day. Like, every single day I see people playing this game. And I'm like, this is brilliant. Because if... If they're like, you know, I wish there was like a, a little bit of a deeper experience, not even like a super deeper experience, but just like a little bit of a deeper experience. Or you know what? Even those people who have no idea what any of this is, when they start to see trailers on TV that are saying like, you know, like the Pokemon Go craze continues with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. The minute someone sees something like that, I'm visualizing, you know, all these people who don't even own a Switch, you know, all these people mm-hmm. that are are currently just out capturing Pokemon on Pokemon Go, I can so see them being like, oh, this is sick. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, that's so wicked. So you mean like the Pokemon that I can't get in Pokemon Go... Like there's that, you know, those 17 Pokemon or whatever it is that like I can't get right now because they're seasonal exclusives or they're region exclusives or whatever the case may be. You mean now I can just buy this thing and I can finish Uh my Pokedex? How kick ass is that? And that's what I see. And for those people that are listening, I mean, we, we attract a more hardcore, let's be honest, a more hardcore um, fan base. Uh, guys at the bars in downtown montreal they have signs saying which pokemon you can capture at the bar <laughs> i mean that tells you something
1: yeah and like this has the potential to be an excellent side series like i wouldn't mind if if they keep the core pokemon uh great i wouldn't mind every two years getting a core pokemon game every two years getting a let's go game i wouldn't mind but I really wish, I I really hope rather that this doesn't influence the core Pokemon game. And also, something that hasn't been talked to, to uh, anywhere about. And another thing that you can say I'll be the first one to tell. This game will have massive microtransaction, guys. If they want to go into the Pokemon Go market and want to make money like Pokemon Go does, they don't have like the user base that phones have. Yeah, They will have to incorporate microtransactions into this like... And that's how Pokemon Go makes their money, because Pokemon Go is a free-to-play game. So expect that. That will happen. And I I, I imagine people will not be happy when that's announced.
0: Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think that's that's a given. Like, that's a given that it's going to... They want to make money, man. Like, so for sure. And I'm with you. I mean, I, I hope people that are listening don't be like, oh, God, you both are a bunch of losers. Like, you know, give the game a chance. We are going to give the game a chance, of course. But you're talking to, not myself, but with Steven, you're talking to a fan that was there basically from day one. So it, it makes sense. Like, anytime... Like, when I started hearing rumors of, um, Zelda, you know, like changing up Zelda and stuff like that. I always get nervous. Always, always, always. And even like Breath of the Wild, as much fun as, and all that that I had with Breath of the Wild, there's, there's always going to be that little like piece or that little voice in my head that basically says, well, I hope that the traditional Zeldas don't completely disappear either because I love that. I love going to a dungeon and learning a new weapon and, you know, then using that as a boss. And then that gives me access to other areas. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's normal to feel like this when something like this happens. And I'm sure that when the game comes out, I'm sure the two of us will have fun with it. But it's going to most certainly be a completely different experience, especially for me, because I don't have all these years' experience with this. But it will be a very different experience.
1: Yep, and I'm looking forward to uh, going back to Kanto. That would be fun. And I just hope, like, the gyms are intact. I hope that there's a challenge. Like, really hope there's a challenge in here. And that's a lot to ask for, because I play Pokémon since the beginning, like you say. And, like, Pokémon's not necessarily a hard uh, series. And there's always the fact that it's an RPG, so you can grind to make it easier. But I have made it a challenge... I have tried every way possible to make it a challenge to play these games. And I'm the one who have to come up with these rules and speculations because the game always tries to make it as easy as possible for the player. And so I can't imagine that this simplified version of what I'm talking about will offer any kind of challenge whatsoever. And this looks like a single player game because online game, which I do a lot, Will not be very present here because there's no meta game. There's only the original uh, 151 Pokemon plus their Alolan forms. There's no, not even ranked matches. So it's just for fun, basically, which is which is okay. But man, like, I don't know.
0: Well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see because I I think. I think at this point, I mean, you know, it was all just announced and everything, so we'll see. I, I, I got nothing else to to sort of say. I just think that if you're if you're looking for a challenge, I will be shocked if there's any challenge here whatsoever, considering you don't even battle, like. You know the uh, field or whatever they're called, Pokemon, the wild Pokemon. You just basically go up and throw your ball there. So, so how does that work though? Because I never played Pokemon Go. So, so what? I see, I see a level two thousand uh, Pikachu, and I throw my ball, and then what?
1: Uh, from what I remember, I don't know if the like you could like the game. You can you start with Pokeballs, and then you you can get Great Balls and Ultra Balls. Basically, they cost more money or they are rarer to find in the wild. I think it depends on your level, what you find and whatnot. And basically you throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon and depending on the type of throw and the timing, you have a, a better chance to catch the Pokemon. And that's basically it. Like there's a bit of skill involved, but it's like it's, there's a lot of luck too involved. And I yeah, didn't play the game long enough to see how difficult it was to capture high-powered Pokemon or legendaries and stuff like that. Like I said, I only played for a week back when it was back when it was released two years ago.
0: Yeah, because like like how do you even level?
1: You don't. Uh, I don't. You level your in Pokemon Go. You level yourself, and that when, once you level up, you reach a certain level, you get better items and. You get better drop rates for better balls and stuff like that, I believe. And the Pokemon you find in the wild have higher CPs. There's no levels in Pokemon Go with CPs. I think it stands for combat power.
0: Okay, so I, I really don't know much about this. So, I mean, in a way, I guess it's good. Like, there will be a new Pokemon game for me to check out this, you know, this holiday season. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's very, very hard for me to comment on this because it, it. I don't know anything about Pokemon Go, and it just seems weird that, like, how the hell are you going to level up your Pokemon? How are you going to, like, well, you shouldn't.
1: There's no harm in trying the game out. It's a free game. You should try it, especially since you live in Montreal. You'll have a way better experience than
0: me here. Yeah, that, like yeah, that's true. Let's that's try. True. I, I could do that. I could check it out. So, uh, anything else with Pokemon, or shall we move on to the thing I'm actually the most excited to hear about?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I think we've said enough, and probably sure we'll hear more about this in two weeks at E3. So, let's move on.
0: Alrighty, so the big, big thing that uh, Steven's been playing for the last, well, a couple days now, eh? Since, uh... Thursday, it came out Thursday. Thursday, okay. And we're we're
1: recording this on a Wednesday, so almost a week.
0: Almost a week, okay, almost a week now. Uh, It has been Igarashi-san's follow-up to, well, basically Castlevania, which has been... This one is, for those that don't know, it's basically, uh... It's it's like Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse the sequel sort of. And it's uh, it's Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. This was actually a uh, this was actually interesting. This was a stretch goal if I'm not mistaken. It was one of the stretch goals that was announced way back when the Kickstarter first came out for Ritual of the Night Bloodstained Ritual of the Night which was going to be essentially a spiritual successor to Symphony of the Night that's why they even called it Ritual of the Night and anyways the game ended up making like something crazy like five million dollars I gave it like I think it was like 130, 150 something like that and and yeah so good on them they 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 basically did what they said they were going to do there was a little screw up with the the codes but i got to say i got to give them major props here even though the codes got a little bit screwed up so that the backers didn't get like, you know, first dibs or any of that sort of stuff. What they did do is they gave absolutely everyone a code to the Steam version of the game as sort of like an apology. And I thought that was pretty damn nice because they, they explained it all. They were saying that the it was basically out of their control. Like the codes, it's, it's not like they come up with the codes. They have to work with Microsoft. They have to work with Nintendo. They have to work with Sony and so on and so forth. And I just thought it was a really, a really, really cool thing that they did. They didn't need to do that. They could have done like every other Kickstarter. They basically be like, oh, you know, screw you fans, but they, they didn't do that. So I just wanted to give a little, like, you know, give them major uh, kudos for that. So that's really cool. There's no hard feelings with, um, with those well those that have access to steam i could imagine that if you only had access to like a ps4 or an xbox or whatever then yeah you'd probably be kind of pissed off but i still think it was a really cool thing for them to do they gave you like a a temporary code that works to like june 8th i think it was something something like that Anyways, so Steven's been basically texting me every three minutes, and uh, it, it was really, really funny because like one time you were he was like going crazy. He's like, "You have to play this, you monster, you ass, you prick!" You, you like it was just nonstop, and I was in Avengers. I didn't tell him this, but I was in Avengers at the time. And Serena was like, "What the f?" Because my phone wouldn't stop like. <laughs> it was hilarious anyway so by all means the the floor is yours tell us all about bloodstained curse of the moon uh
1: can i called you a few names before that
0: Yes, you may call me names. Okay,
1: so Jared basically is the biggest phony in the entire world. Like, this guy was saying, oh my god, like, bloodstain is the best thing since sliced bread. Like, I'm gonna leave Serena and play Ritual (laughs) of the Night forever. This is the best thing ever, like, blah blah blah. Can't wait for Curse of the Moon when it was announced. And you haven't played it yet, right?
0: That's right, I have not played it.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, like, Jared Nickel... Is not worth down. a penny. He's a liar. Yes. Never, <laughs> never trust that guy when he says something. He's he he's big talk, no action. All right, just <laughs> well, get out of the way. Okay. I, I had to good, clear that good. off good. my chest. Perfect. But okay, so I I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like I I love Symphony of the Night. I love like Circle of the Moon. I love all the Castlevania, Metroidvania games. But I prefer the NES Castlevania's or the Action Castlevania's. Those are the games that I prefer. Those are the games that I crave.
0: Okay, pause for just a sec. Yep. Um I'm curious. Question for you. Yep. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but did you ever really play Rondo of Blood?
1: Rondo or- of Blood? Uh no, I don't. I never really played it because oh, I never man. really had access. Uh access to it i do have it on psp
0: somewhere though damn it man because i didn't i didn't think of this i could have got you to buy that on the wii do you still have your wii
1: yeah but i it's an online game i can't oh well i guess no the the, the shop is closed you can't add money yeah right? no, so, no no
0: but you could like three weeks ago or whatever it was there they they only just recently stopped you from uh, adding money because i was gonna say man if you i, I didn't know this But if that's if that is really your your preferred style, you need to check that game out, man. That's like it's it's right up there. Well, it is on PSP, right?
1: I believe if you beat the the game, you get it. You no, not, no, version.
0: no, 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 You have to actually find a, uh, it's like a disc. You have to find a little disc to, there's two discs that you can find. or two. Okay, in the They're game? Like icons, yeah, and okay. uh, one is for Symphony of the Night and one is for Rondo of Blood. But I'm telling you, man, you should, I'm not saying it's better than Castlevania 3 because I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's still, as a fan of the the action Castlevania games, you you have to play that, man. Yeah. Okay, you can continue now.
1: Okay, so yeah, th- basically I was sa- saying that like most people tend prefer it seems the Metroidvania games, and that's perfectly okay. But I texted you when Circle of the Moon was a uh, Curse of the Moon was announced. I told you this will actually be better than the main game. Yep. And yep. and I could be wrong here. It's just because Ritual of the Night, and this is the bad Mighty Number no. Nine vibe that the game left me. Like these are co- two completely different. Man, completely different team, although entity Creates did work on uh, Mighty Number 9, I believe, right? Or yeah, yeah. something I, like w- that. W-
0: well, wait a second. I always get confused. I thought it was Comcast. Wait a second.
1: I think I, 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 I've, there's a Mighty Number no. 9, like, a spin-off game crossover with another franchise. I think I, I'm,
0: Oh, okay, okay. So it's Concept, not Comcast. That's the, uh, telecommunication. So Concept, Concept is the one by Kenji, uh, or what's his name, uh, Infune there? Uh, no, what yeah. is it? How does he say his name? Anyways, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, Inti Creates were, were the guys that actually, like, developed the actual game. Okay. So yeah, you're right.
1: Okay. But anyway, I lost my train of thought. The, yeah, sorry. The, what I want to say <laughs> here is that I was really looking forward to this game and, but I did not think I would love it as much as I did, or or I do, as, as of this uh, recording, like, not even a week later, like, there's eight save files in Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, and I have a clear file on all of them, I've basically done almost everything you can do, I've unlocked every difficulty mode, I've beaten them all, I've now started to play on Veteran, and I've beaten both Normal and Nightmare on Veteran, and let me tell you, Nightmare was a nightmare, <laughs> and i we we talked about this before this and we're saying how we were both going to be playing on casual and that's what i did which is infinite lives and no knockbacks but i'm telling you once you play this you might want to reconsider because it is way way more fun to play on veteran and that's my last two playthroughs i've been on veteran and because This the One thing that this doesn't have on Castlevania 3 and Castlevania in general is that it's not as nearly, not even close to being as difficult as those games. And I think that's just because of the times. For whatever reasons back then, like maybe it's the arcade mindset of you want people to put more quarters in and stuff like that. Games were harder and not always for the right reasons. And Castlevania 3 and Castlevania 1, while some people might argue that they are fair, there's still some... Like, really, really, it seems some scenarios sometimes that you don't really seem to have an, a way out of without getting hit, and that's sometimes just bad luck or whatever. But in this game, like, if you play on casual, like, it's extremely easy to beat, and that's fine if you want to experience it. That's what I did, like, my first six playthroughs basically all on casuals. But if you play a veteran, like, You really will have more fun because the the life thing doesn't really matter because I find that at the end of the run, although a nightmare at the end, I was only I only had four lives yet. Well, while a normal I had like sixteen, but the thing that really makes it this important in my opinion is the knockback because without the knockback, like all the platforming present basically doesn't exist because it's there, but there's no challenge whatsoever because you can. Quickly, even if you take damage, you don't care because there's plenty of health going around. That's another thing they don't tell you in Veteran. There's a lot less health going around. Uh, enemies that hit you, they do a lot more damage. So there's other things that go. But basically, man, this game is freaking fantastic. Like right now, this and Celeste are my games of the year. And I, I, I really have fun. It is extremely similar to Castlevania like it's basically Castlevania and you can see they they don't even try to uh, to hide it like basically they could remove the bloodstain and put Castlevania there and you wouldn't even know it's, it's a sequel to Castlevania 3 or it's a remake of Castlevania 3 it's the same game it's just so awesome and I don't mind this because Konami is not making Castlevania games anymore so they can go screw themselves really Mm -hmm. Like, this game exists because there's a demand for it, and it's selling well. It's already on, I think it was number three on the eShop when the last time I checked. Nice. The only thing I I had an issue with at the beginning was the music. For some reason, the music did not click uh, with me, and I read reviews, and, and I was the only one. Everybody seems to love the music. And now I've played it so much, I can probably close to 15 hours into it by now that... Like, it has grown on me, but it's still not as memorable as the Castlevania music. And I still find myself humming the classic Castlevania theme in my head while playing the game just by habit. Like, I'm imagining it in my head for some reason. So that's my only small gripe with the game so far. But man, is it a blast. And one that I, I'll keep playing, actually. I want to finish the wash mode. And I want to maybe try Ultimate on Veteran. Even though Ultimate is the third difficulty level, it's not actually more difficult than Nightmare. Because you have an extra, extra character present, and that character is super powered up. So I don't think it will be... Uh, I don't, I don't understand why they called it la- like that. But whatever. This is an awesome game.
0: Yes, it sounds glorious. Glorious. And I'm glad you're enjoying, though. I really am glad that you're enjoying. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, getting in on this eventually. I just... I I knew what was going to happen, which was what you said. Like, I knew I was going to be like you. And I... When I found out that Serena was taking the the same time off, I was like, okay, I can't... If I do this, like, I'm a real jerk. Like, I'm going to be a real, like, prick. So... But I must say, man... Avengers, did you see it? You saw it a while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And did you like it?
1: Uh, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go spoilers into this? Well, Maybe warn people. You. Yeah. That's let's. All right. So, if you haven't seen uh, Avengers: Infinity War, we'll put put this in the description too. So we're gonna spoil the rest of this. So if you want to go away right now, that would be a well, smart okay, thing actually, to do. Wait a
0: second Hold on then. I got a better idea. We don't really have anything else to talk about, so what I'll do is I'm going to give you guys my blast from the past right now, and that way, then we'll spoil Avengers. Okay, that way you could just stop listening. Is that good? Perfect. Okay, so my blast from the past today is a very, uh, very unknown game in in certain circles, and very known in other circles. And uh, I'll be curious to see if you've ever even heard of this. Have you ever heard of Rock and Roll Racing? Yep there you go isn't okay. that from blizzard on the yeah exactly um so basically rock and roll racing was made by blizzard for the snes and i think it was even on the genesis uh but it wasn't they weren't blizzard back then back then they were sns i never remember what it is silicon and synapsis or something like that something like that anyways it was before they changed their name to blizzard and This is, this is a a wicked and technically incredibly impressive game. I don't remember if it actually supported four players or if it was just two players, but it was one of these games where you're all like in monster truck type things and you could, you have weapons that you could use to, you know, tackle your, your opponents. I'm pretty sure it was a four player game, but anyway, the thing that made it so amazing was the fact that it had tons of voice acting samples. So, like, they would say, like, you know, blah, 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 is in the lead, and oh, bye, and, and stuff. And it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't garbled. It was actually, like, really good commentary. Where you'd be like, let the carnage begin. And I was blown away on, on the SNES. And this came out in the early 90s. Now, not, okay, maybe, maybe more towards the mid-90s, I think. I'm not, without looking it up, I think it was like 94. So like 93, 94, somewhere, somewhere around there. So yeah, closer to the mid-90s. But what I do remember was the soundtrack. You had Black Sabbath's uh, Paranoid. You had Highway Star from Deep Purple. You had Bad to the Bone, Born to be Wild. And there was a few other tracks in there. And I just remember that being like, this is incredible. And it's an isometric uh, racer as well. And yeah, so just I thought this was just an absolutely awesome game for its time.
1: And that just gave me an idea for my next Blast from the Past, which are the games that this game was actually based on.
0: Ooh, okay, good, cool. I don't remember that. So good, awesome. Okay, guys. So now we're going to spoil Avengers. So for everyone that uh, joined that was interested in uh, in all the game related stuff, you can uh, you can stop listening right now. Thanks a lot. We're uh, we appreciate uh, you guys checking us out as always. And uh, okay, man. So go ahead, spoil away. Okay,
1: so I had a lot of fun watching that movie. I want to go watch it again. Uh, it was very well done. My biggest gripe with it, though, is that. I Every like basically every character but two that died in that movie are not really dead, you know they'll bring them back in the next one. And that's my biggest gripe with it. Like I hate when I hated this in comic books when they killed off characters and brought them back. And in this one, like they they, they use that huge shocker, that huge cliffhanger of an ending, but you know that it doesn't mean anything they all will be back and most of these characters actually have movies already announced for them so that's yeah. my only gripe with it
0: yeah so okay so for me like i i i you know i took a while to go see the movie uh it there was no emotional connection whatsoever with any of the and I don't call them deaths because the way I see it is like unless Marvel's stopping to make movies, which obviously we know they aren't. But if they were, then I'd say, wow, that that was brutal because you know seeing Thanos just watching the uh, sunset or sunrise or whatever it was, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like that's it. But the fact is, going into this movie. Black Panther two has been green lit. Spider Man has been green lit, not only has it been green lit, but we know that Mysterio is the villain. So um uh er uh <laughs> Like, all of these characters that that are supposedly dead, well, wow, I'm very curious to see the next Spider-Man movie with Mysterio (laughs) when Spider-Man's dead. Hmm, interesting. Same as Black Panther and so on and so forth. So for me, I was like... There was no emotional connection whatsoever. And okay, maybe it's my fault, but I'm pretty sure it's not my fault because Black Panther was greenlit three days after Black Panther 1 came out. So, and Black Panther came out early this year before Avengers. So if you pay attention to anything, when you saw him go poof, you would have known instantly like well that's obviously not going to not going to stick so i think what's going to happen i mean you you stayed for the uh, post credit scene Yep. Yeah. okay so captain marvel's obviously going to be in it carol danvers i think is uh is who's well who is actually wait a second do we know who is playing captain marvel
1: yeah we do uh, i'm
0: just looking I know inside. the face
1: of the actress i just don't know her name
0: uh the Marvel comics. Here we go. Uh, and I said Carol. I, I don't know if it is going to be based on Carol Danvers or not. Uh, well, wait a second. Who is Captain Marvel MCU? Uh, two, 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 two. So okay, it follows Captain, uh, not Captain. It follows Carol Danvers. Okay, Brie Larson. There you go. Okay, so we know that. uh, Oh yeah, okay, I know her face. Okay, so that we know, we know that she's obviously going to be in it, and obviously we also know that there's going to be a few other. There's going to be a few other, you know, people. Like I'm positive Robert Downey Jr. is dead. I'm positive. Even though he didn't die in the movie, I'm positive that he will be one of the guys that will die.
1: Yeah, him and uh, Chris Evans, I believe. Yeah, because Cam. he said that this is the for Avengers Four is his last movie. So yeah, that's the thing. I actually would like there to be some people who died because that's my biggest problem with comic books is that there's no ending ever. Like these yep. heroes, because They're brands. They're not really characters or stories. They need to continue and they need to have a new story every week. So there's never really any threat. But these actors, eventually they need to get away from this. So it would be actually a a good opportunity for them to have a hero's death and to actually have a, a, a good moment and i i hope we get them in the second movie because i I was expecting this in this one because i had heard before i watched it how many people are dying and whatnot Um, and when i started like the first eventually like they go and they fight thanos like the guard the guardians do and you see he turns uh uh, dave batista's character into bubbles and other two and i thought they were dead and right there was like what they had the guts to do this and it, it wasn't even a uh, debt and even gamora they killed gamora she's not dead she's gonna be back For sure. uh, because she's in the Soul Stone so they'll have like a way to get her out the only two characters i'm not sure will get out is loki and vision maybe these two will stay dead and that would be fine loki has been in plenty of uh of movies and vision i think uh, the way they wrote him in the first uh, in age of Ultron is just a bit too powerful for uh, for them to uh, have him on screen even in civil war like during the fight like it was a bit uh like they had to downplay him because he's so powerful the way they wrote him, the first one i think that it makes sense for them to keep him dead Mm-hmm. but besides these two characters like everybody else including Gemara, I believe will be back at some point so i like i don't know
0: yeah no man uh, i'll tell you right now here's here's major spoilers for avengers 4 because i'm i'm positive this is going to happen everyone else okay now i don't know about uh, thor and those guys but basically what's going to end up happening here is We have not seen Chris Evans or Robert Downey. We haven't seen Cap and Iron Man together because of, you know, Civil War and all that jazz. What's going to happen is, you know, Carol's going to come somehow, rewind the clock or or something, somehow reverse what was done. And it's going to require the two of them working together, you know, like their big bromance, and they're going to die together and they're going to leave them dead. But the characters will go on. They will introduce another, you know, someone else will pick up the mantle of Captain America. And it probably going to be Bucky. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Um, And with Iron Man, they could go in in different directions. But I'm sure they're going to do that. Because there's even rumors now saying that the little child actor that was in Iron Man 3 has been cast for a role in Iron Man 4. in um, Avengers Four, why would they do that? It would make perfect sense to be at like the funeral of uh, Tony Stark. So that's my that's my my prediction.
1: Okay, huh? That's interesting. I I thought that, and that was really uh, off there. I thought that Thanos would be responsible for this. I thought that him losing Gamora would be too hard on him eventually, and he would somehow reverse that. But I don't think. Well, oh, go that way.
0: No, well, maybe, man, maybe. I just, well, they gotta reverse something. Like, obviously, they're, they're, they're gonna figure out that, but anyway. My, my prediction, though, is that both Captain America and, uh, Iron Man will not make it out of Avengers 4. There's just no way, there's just no way that that's gonna happen. And I really wouldn't be surprised if they do something with Thor as well, because him, too, the actor has been doing the job now for a long time. Yep. So. Anyway, so that's that, man. So, uh, oh, that's good. 55 minutes. Perfect. So anyways, I have nothing else. If you're all good to go, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Wrap it up. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking us out. As always, the podcast will be put on iTunes and other podcasting services uh, as soon as we're done this. And then I'll have up the video every second Sunday. And be sure to check out and support Bloodstain seriously, because everyone's saying that this is, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And also, I would say, uh, what do you think of this Pokemon news? Let us know. You can say that we're both a bunch of babies. A lot of you guys like to say that in the comments, and we, we love to read that. So, all right, guys, that's it. Thanks for uh, checking us out, and we will catch you later. Take care, everyone.